Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rangers Review morning briefing for Monday, the 21st of November. It's a big day uh, and as far as Rangers Football Club are concerned, folks. If you're just tuning in, the breaking news is that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is no longer the Rangers manager. Uh, he has been uh, dismissed um, from his role as uh, boss after just over a year in charge. Um, we believe that Rain has been cut short uh, after the Ibrox board made a decision to part ways with Van Bronckhorst halfway through his first full term in charge. It did look like it would have a, a stay of execution uh, as the first uh, week of the World Cup break passed uh, without any announcement. And he did celebrate that one year in charge last Friday. However, um, it's our understanding that he's now been dismissed uh, from his job uh, at Rangers. I'm joined by Joshua Barry and Stevie Clifford to discuss this uh, breaking news. First of all, uh, Stevie, can I get your reaction uh, to the news that's uh, unfolding? Shock. Um, I think that's probably, it's came out of nowhere. Um, I thought that perhaps, given the length of time that we've, we've seen from, you know, a week past, that maybe he was going to survive and and, and and Rangers would try and see it out at least until the AGM. But um, this this has kind of developed within the last half an hour. Um, important to state at the moment that it's unconfirmed from the club, but it has been run by many outlets. So we're we're taking it as being where we are. Um, I would only imagine that the club have, have spent time trying to get their ducks in a row, Derek, in terms of who's going to come in. And and if they have done that, then I appreciate why they're taking their time to do it. We can't afford another situation where we're fumbling two, three, four weeks down the line and we don't have anybody in. So if this is a moment where they've got somebody ready and, and, and waiting to come in, then I understand it completely. With regards to the whole decision and overall, people will know my thoughts on Van Bronckhurst and the, and the football that's been played. I think he's a lovely guy. We've all dealt with him and he, he, and he deals with, with us all very well, but... I'd be remiss not to say that I think it's the best decision for the club at the moment. And in terms of where we're going and where we need to be, I think that change was required. Yes. Um, Joshua, it's uh, big news this morning. Uh, I think it, uh, it's fair to say it caught uh, us all by surprise. Um, me and Stevie caught wind early on that there could be something afoot. It now looks like it has been uh, confirmed. A number of outlets uh, confirming uh, a parting of the ways. Uh, your initial reaction, is it one of surprise for you? Yeah, I agree with Stevie. Obviously, um, unconfirmed by the club, but um, from what we've heard and from what everyone else is kind of running with, it looks very much like uh, the decision has been made. Wasn't what I was expecting today, uh, Derek, this Monday morning. And I think most people would have uh, would have expected the club, if they were going to make a decision, to have made that decision last week. Um, obviously, as Stevie alludes to, perhaps that's because... Um, it's looking towards the future. It's trying to, to speak to potential candidates. But I, I very much thought that either it would be done at the very start or it would be done maybe in, in a couple of weeks. So surprised that it's been done today. But I think, you know, casting my mind back to that game at St Mirren, Derek, when you saw Van Bronck was arguing with Tavernier, you had all the, the reports of, um, you know, certain issues with certain players. It very much did feel like a falling apart just on the eye test. And I think anyone who was there that day will have, We'll have agreed with that. And I think the difficulty that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has faced really since that since that game um, at Parkhead, that 4-0 Old Firm defeat, 
is people have struggled to see how is he going to win the league title um, after he's had that summer with the squad being where it is. You know, this isn't a squad that we know it's going to be rebuilt uh, next summer. And I think that's the main difficulty he's had, obviously, um, in amongst all the European defeats as well. So a lot to catch up on. Obviously, we're going to have loads and loads of coverage um, all week and, and uh, with whatever is happening. Um, but yeah, initial reaction is surprise um, at the timing. But I think the, the reality is Van Bronckhorst has lost the faith of, of most, if not all, the, the supporters. And when you get to that position, not only is it difficult to continue on, but it's difficult to you know rebuild that trust. Yep. Stevie, you, you did uh, touch on it and, and I agree with you. He's he's a pleasure to deal with Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. I did enjoy um, any interaction that we did have with him. However, it's a results-driven business. Uh, Rangers uh, in this dreadful run of form, nine points behind Celtic. Um, the style of play isn't pleasing on the eye. There's a feeling that, that, perform- that results have caught up with uh, lacklustre performances. I don't think he could have too many complaints, could he? Um, is it maybe a surprise for you that he lasted this long in, in, in the season, perhaps? I think that anybody that's had the, the, the run that he's had, Derek, it's, it's very difficult to survive as Rangers manager. Champions League qualification. I remember we sat here after the Liverpool game and I said that was a moment to do it. We were two points behind. I said that he should go. And not only should he go, but Ross Wilson should also go because of the situation that the squad was in. I, I thought then was the time to do it, conceding seven goals at home to, to anyone is, is inexcusable. That Champions League run looked it looked really devoid of any hope or any kind of um, any enthusiasm, you know, there was no belief there. There was nothing there. And then it's that, that then transpired into the league form. And as soon as that happened, you know, St. Johnston away, St. Mirren away really was turgid football, really poor. There, there's nothing there. And I understand, look, I, I completely understand that he's, he's had a really difficult hand in terms of injuries, in terms of, you know, the recruitment that's been brought in to help him. I don't think any of that has helped Giovanni Van Bronckhurst in the slightest. So, you know, people might say, well, Stevie, you'll be sitting there happy. I'm, I'm never happy to be in this situation where we've lost our manager and had to make that change. Nobody wanted it to work out more than, than us sitting here. So, you know, it's it's a big moment. I, I'm not surprised that, that Rangers have left it till this point, maybe to get through it. Um, I can only imagine that the reason why we've had this delay is they're getting everything in order and I would expect them to move quickly. But I'll, I'll reiterate again, removing Giovanni Van Bronckhurst on his own is not a solution to this. You know, this is a bigger problem than just Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. Ross Wilson's position in all this is, is for me, still as untenable as it was yesterday. Just because Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is gone doesn't mean we suddenly forget about his performance as director of football, and he's the one that appointed Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. He's the one that's overseeing this position with the squad. He's the one that's, that's in charge of this overinflated wage bill, etc. And there's a lot of questions that, that still need to be answered on him and his position at Rangers, not just Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. And I warned, I said, a way back in a Rangers review article, a way back in April, that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst would carry the can for underperforming players and underperforming executives at the club. And I still feel that's exactly what's happened here. As much as his own performance has, has been questionable, 
he's not the only one that should be really in jeopardy as his job wise. Listen, it's, it's a point that Stevie makes. Um, the manager uh, does. Uh, carry the responsibility more often than not Joshua and he is the one you can't you can't you can't sack a, a squad of players or, or what have you it's a manager uh, who usually loses his job when results aren't going the way uh, that the club hopes uh, and and it looks like well it has that Giovanni van Bronckhorst is carrying the can uh, for this poor run of results um can you see yeah just so just to come back on it Derek I think yeah um the idea of obviously, you know, Stevie. That's we all, everyone's opinions about who, whose responsibility it is for who, and the idea of a sporting director model that that Rangers have in place is that you have continuity between managers. Now, people can of course have their opinions about how well um, certain people do their job. The, the difficulty, not a difficulty, but I remember, you know, me and Stevie were sitting next to one another just five, six months ago where we're watching Rangers penalty kicks away from Van Bronckhorst to penalty kicks away from winning a European trophy. So that's why I think this this discussion has always been so difficult to determine how, how good a job has he done. But then the difficulty within that has been that people have watched his football week in, week out. And, and Johnny wrote a brilliant article about it, which we'll maybe republish on, on the website. Um, and trying to trying to understand well why has that been the case why can can van bronckhorst take the club to to that height but not get two points out of nine against st johnston st Mirren, and, and livingston and i think it's been a bit of a failure of philosophy i do think what van bronckhorst and what what um hasn't worked out from has been the fact that his football has not been conducive to creating against deep defenses and that is 80 70 percent of what you're faced with um as a rangers manager you know, cast your mind back to this time last year when he came into the job and there was the initial uplift. Remember how certain individuals seemed to be um, getting you know, much better. Joe Rebo, Alfredo Morelos, um, Ryan Kent. Um, but very quickly, I think this, this season after, uh, combined with those European results, it became apparent that it was going to be so difficult um, to, to rebuild the trust. So while, while I understand the criticism of the, the sporting director, uh, the, the, the role, I think the model has to be in place because um, you, I think you do have to have continuity between between managers. So I, I just think it's important to put that back across. I think the, the, the main difficulty with Van Bronckhorst, his football this season has been a failure for his football to win games domestically. I think this, I think his best winning run in the league, I'll need to check this, but I think it was when he first came in, six games. Um, and again, to go back, two points and nine against St Mirren, St Johnson and Livingston, we said it. At the time, loads, Derek. You, you just can't win the league with that. You can't, um, you know, really have a profitable future if you're going to drop points in those types of games. So it's so difficult, I think, to rebuild trust from that position. Yeah, but Broncos could uh, uh, quite rightly say, Stevie, that, that he guided Rangers to, to Seville last season. He, he won the Scottish Cup after such a, a long time, uh, and. Of course, the injuries have hampered his squad this season. He got the club into the Champions League, which he was asked to do, beating two very good sides in the process to do so. Um, could you see, is, would there be an argument for him for him staying on? Or do you feel this is ultimately the, the, the right call? Um, I know I heard someone actually uh, liking it to uh, Claudio Ranieri when he won the league with Leicester City, but he was sacked shortly into the, 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 the season after. Um 
club like Rangers just can't stand still, can they? There's a definite... I, I wrote on Friday that I could understand why that this board would, would maybe want to give him more time in terms of the Scottish Cup, in terms of European run, in terms of Champions League, and then with the injuries as well. So I can completely understand the board perhaps wanting to do that. But I also said in the article, I don't agree with, with that. And we're what we are seeing on the pitch, there's there's nothing to there's nothing to kind of grab onto. You know, Joshua and I have, have sat at games, Derek, we we've all sat at games and, and been like, I don't see this. I don't understand the philosophies of what he's trying to do. You know, the players don't look like they've got any ideas on, on what to do, short of this movement. And I don't want to sound stereotypical, but it is very true that it goes side to side, back to front really quickly. And when when it's not working, you know, it, it just it, it recycles and it, it's very difficult to watch. It's very difficult to enjoy. And the thing is, what we've got to remember is as well that this isn't the first time this squad have done this. This this, this level of performance, this is what we're seeing. You know, I don't... I, I'm, I'm, I'm loath to put it all on Van Bronckhorst. This is my yeah. point I'm trying to sit here and make this morning. And and people might say that's a bit funny because you've been you've been against his management and stuff. And that's completely true. And it's not a reversal of what I'm saying. I just think that, you know, removing him isn't that isn't suddenly going to magically get better. Whoever comes in has got a job on this squad. The squad still needs ripped up. It still needs completely rebuilt. Whoever comes in is going to have to be able to coach this team as well as manage them. And I, and I just think it's a bit bigger than it's only Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's fault. You know, in terms of what's happened, and what we've seen on the pitch, I don't think there's any way that you can sugarcoat it and say that it's been, you know, it's it's been promising or, or we've, we've had bits to hold on to. You know, Joshua's a lot more patient than I am. And, and we've chatted <laughs> games before. Right. And and even Joshua was saying to me, Steve, I just don't see this. I don't I don't get what he's trying to do. And and I'm more reactive. We know that. We've we've sat here and watched me on these shows and, and we've, we've kind of people have had a laugh at it and stuff. But I just, you know I I'm pretty much I'm I'm still kinda of in shock, Derek, to be honest. Like I'm I'm very surprised it's happened this morning. I'm very surprised that, that we are where we are. So it's a it's 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 still taking me by surprise in terms of that, but it's it's where we go now and what else happens. I'm <laughs> Derek, see, just to come in on, on what Stevie's saying there, because you know I have the pleasure of sitting next to Stevie at a lot of matches and I can Play, back up real friends. pleasure, yeah, yeah, real football friends. But I think I think you could see what a lot of people could see what he was trying to do, but they could see it wasn't working. So when Van Bronckhorst first came in, you know, think back to that Livingston game um, where Arfield and Aribo both are making those runs beyond. Um, think of the Hearts game away from home, and it was something different. It was new. It was direct attacks. It was taking teams by surprise, and it was effective. I think ever since then, bar a few games, um, Rangers have struggled to look dominating in domestic games. And one of the main issues for me has been the fact that they've tried to be too direct too often. I, th I thought a great example was, um, if you'll indulge me for a second, Hearts at home, the 1-0 game last week. Hearts came and played a 4-4-2 and there was loads of space in the middle. But John Lundstrom and Malik Tillman just constantly instructed to run beyond the defence because of, I think, the type of moves he wants his midfielders to make. And again, to go back to the point, I just don't think suitability-wise um, that... Allow, was was 
allowed you to dominate opponents um, effectively. Um, so the, the, the possession's a great point and something that's been raised as far back going to about this time last year, Derek, when you spoke to someone, I think from, um, fr from I think as a Feyenoord supporter who talked yeah. about the, the, the style of football. Um, and there has been times where you've thought, okay, maybe he is starting to learn here. Maybe this team is going to um, learn how to under his... Um, management dominate domestically but that was always naturally covered by the European run and this season that's been exposed because the European what was Van Bronckhorst's big strength last season which was his ability to punch upwards his ability to make everyone believe his ability to harness the um, the energy of Ibrox as 180s um, and really expose the domestic football and it's what Stevie says I think captures it brilliantly because people want to enjoy going to to watch the football and if it's not entertaining they want to be sure that it's definitely going to win and what happened in the last few weeks to Van Bronckhorst I think is you know you needed performances and results he ended up with neither and when you're not getting the results and the football isn't great when people can't see what you're trying to can't see the you know realistic success of what you're trying to do long term I think that's when you you know become in the situation that he did which is um not a lot of people think that he will be a long-term successful Rangers manager. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one, Stevie. I mean, when he was appointed, uh, taking over from Steven Gerrard, there was a, a fanfare, I think, more so to do with the fact he had that tie-in with the club, being an ex-player, a bit of a fan's favourite when he played at Ibrox. Um, of course, he won the title at, at Feyenoord, but he replaced Steven Gerrard. Everyone was, uh, well, most people were, uh, well, shocked and surprised to see him leave to, to join Aston Villa. And when Van Bronckhorst came in, I think most Rangers supporters would say they were they were quite happy with that appointment. And as Joshua said, I did speak to that Feyenoord uh, supporter. Uh, and some alarm bells were, were possibly ringing, but you, you try and shut them out because you know it's a, an ex-player coming to, to manage uh, your club. But those uh, comments ha have rung true. In the end, the whole horseshoe was... Uh, uh, was mentioned when I spoke to that final supporter, and that really was. Uh, you just hope it's, it's not going to be the, the the legacy of Van Bronckhorst's time at Ibrox when Rangers supporters think back and they'll think of that uh, style style of play. But um, in hindsight, I guess it was it the right appointment at the time. He did, of course, get Rangers to Seville that heroic run to the Europa League, as I mentioned, the Scottish Cup, and got Rangers into the Champions League. Um, is there a bit of hindsight? Maybe a different manager should have been appointed back then. No, I think it, listen. I think it was a right appointment. I think everybody, you know, amongst the Rangers support, bar a few people that were were quite skeptical about it, would would have taken Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst wanted the job. He applied for the job. He made himself available. So. I, you know, it's difficult because it's not worked out. You know, that article, Derek, has become infamous because yeah. very quickly, you know, very quickly, we were talking about is Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's style going to be the right thing back in January? So, you know, there, there was very, even when they were winning that, that first initial run, if you remember that game at Tynecastle where we won 2-0, we were very lucky that day in terms of the chances that they missed. And then we went on this incredible European run. It really was incredible. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst at the heart of that, making tactical decisions at home to Dortmund, you know, when we were 2-1 down at halftime, was, was changed everything. We should have won that game. Um, you know, referee very unlucky not to get a, a third goal that night. 
And then we powered on in that European run. There was a belief, there was a desire, there was everything about it. He, he took Calvin Bassey from a player into a superstar. He he done that. He moulded him. He he brought him completely on. We were an inch away from immortality. And I and I think if that happens, you know, we're not we're not having this discussion because Giovanni van Bronckhorst's position, you know, or, or we might be having it if we're in this position, but it wouldn't be as ferocious as amongst the fan base because people would rightly say, well, Giovanni van Bronckhorst is is etched in, in in history of the club, and he would have been that's how close he was. But the facts are that you know this football club, we have to win, and I've I've said it, and you know, and I've said that the minute that we drop our standards, and the minute that we accept that the position we're in is you know good enough for this club, is the minute that we're in trouble. And I've had a lot of people say to me like that you've got unrealistic standards and. You know, I'm the type of guy, Derek, as Josh will tell you, and you'll tell me, we win 4-0 and I'll moan about why we missed the fifth chance. But Rangers Football Club, we have to win. You know, we're the premium club of this country and we need to get back to being that way. You know, and and this position is untenable. So it's yeah. a really difficult one. It's, you know, you're asking, would I have changed it? No, I wouldn't have. Because, you know, a year ago, I would have taken Giovanni Van Bronckhurst every single time. So I, I don't have issues with with his appointment. I don't have issues with, you know, making that choice. I think that, I just think that it's the right thing to do at this moment in time. Yeah. But as I said, it's bigger than just him. It's bigger than, you know, this suddenly sorts everything. What they're going to do now, it's going to be really interesting to see what type of character that, that gets brought in. Um, and, and who's going to be their next choice. But I can't help but feel if they've taken this long and, and they've spent this amount of time kind of going over everything to make that decision, then they've got somebody waiting to come in, which makes me think that that person's readily available as well. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting, interesting you know, next 24 hours immediately after, and we'll, we'll see where we are. But Derek, look, in, you know, in relation to that question, it's a difficult one, but I wouldn't change it. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, even though... It's not went well for him, brought us some amazing highs. We should be thankful for the Europa League run. We should be thankful for the Scottish Cup. You yeah. know, that semi-final victory was incredible just days after the Europa League as well. The way he's handled himself as Rangers manager through some incredibly difficult moments, Jimmy Bell's passing, um, you know, the way he handled and led the club through that, you know, is, is, is something that we should always be thankful for in terms of a proper Rangers man leading us through that. So I'm not going to sit here and, and and say that I'm glad he's gone. I'm definitely not glad he's gone. I think it's the right thing. And these are two different different viewpoints. But um, I'm glad that Van Bronckhurst was appointed and I, yeah. and I wouldn't have changed it. It's just unfortunate how it's transpired. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's interesting, we'll discuss post-potential replacement shortly, but Van Bronckhorst's legacy, Joshua, what, what do you think it will be? Will it be that that, that horseshoe style of play? We are expecting an announcement, folks, uh, shortly uh, from the club. We'll bring you that as soon as it breaks. But yeah, Joshua, Van Bronckhorst's uh, Rangers legacy, what will it be for you? Oh, in, in time, I think definitely the the European run. Um, I, any manager, whenever he goes, the immediate reaction. I think when it's not been successful will be the, the frustration that's been there for a number of weeks among supporters because 
they have felt that as we've come back to this isn't going to be successful. Um, so why is it going on? Because um, you know success doesn't seem like a realistic um, outcome in the end. But definitely in time, I think people will remember him for that that road to Seville, which, as Stevie said, I think I think it perfectly suited his managerial style because it allowed him to to change things and make alterations from the sideline and adapt to the opposition. And one of his big difficulties domestically was the fact that he could not do that um, to the same degree of effectiveness because when you're playing St Mirren at home or St Johnson away or, or whoever it may be, um, I don't think that's as required. You know, cast your mind back to the game at home against Dundee United, an example we've used many times, the 1-0 win, when James Tavenier starts at centre-back and everyone thinks, what is going on? And he says in the post-match press conference, we started, we, we prepared two systems because we didn't know how Dundee United were going to set up. Now, at the time, because Gerrard had done the same thing, that, that change, I think, brought freshness. But I think looking at that in hindsight, to have such react, uh, reactivity to the opposition just didn't work domestically. So, Stevie's right, he ended the, the, the run for the wait for a Scottish Cup, which um, was easier said than done uh, based on the last few years. Some of those nights at Ibrox, um, people much older than me will tell me it's the best that they've ever, ever experienced, or right up there with the best they've ever experienced. He got them as far as he could in that final. It's not as if Rangers were beaten in, in 90 minutes or 120 minutes. It was only penalties. Um, you know, he, he can't really do anything about that apart from picking the takers and preparing them for that. So I think that will absolutely be his legacy. Um, in, in a way, it feels like it's a shame it, it got to this stage because, as Stevie says, of the excitement that existed this time last year when he was set to be appointed. But again, to go back to, I think, Johnny's... Um, piece uh, which he's going to republish on the website I think it's a failure of philosophy domestically which didn't work and wasn't going to work and that's why ultimately Van Bronckhorst um, as, as we keep saying um, in the end it, it just didn't work for him. Yeah right um, of course attention will turn to his potential replacement Stevie at this moment in time um, we're waiting at a club statement folks we'll bring you details of that shortly that that may paint a, a, a clearer picture for us however replacements out there that, that could take charge of this Rangers team you mentioned it needs squad upheaval I don't think there'd be many that would disagree with that point Stevie um, does it need an interim manager at this point in time until the end of the season perhaps or would you rather see someone come in uh, to build this side and, and build the side pretty much from from scratch. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst did say there could be up to 10 players leaving the club uh, come the end of the season, so it is going to need some major surgery, isn't it? So who would you like to see come in? Derek, see when you said interim, see if you're going to suggest or anybody does <laughs> a, certain, a certain interim manager, then I'm out of here. But... <laughs> See, before we started this as well, we were coming on to talk about Kenny McLean as a potential transfer. <laughs> That's been shelved, I think, for today. Yeah, you not just ask me if I thought that was a good idea. Um, <laughs> potential manager, look, uh, I'm going to dodge this as best as I can and sit on the fence completely. So I'm just going to say that whoever comes in needs to be a strong figurehead. It needs to be... It needs to have the, the stature and the ability to to properly lead the club, not only in the, as a manager, but also as a coach, somebody that can set up and be disciplined and well-organised, and somebody that can that can properly get the best out of this squad, but not only get the best out of it, he's, he's then got to rebuild it and try and get, you know, he's got to have a knowledge of 
potential players that can come in as well. So I'll, st st I'll stop you there, Stevie, because Rangers have just uh, released a statement, folks. Uh, sorry, Steve, I'll just I'll just read you this uh, and then we'll, then we'll carry on. Um, club statement, Rangers Football Club uh, confirms today it's parted company with manager Giovanni van Bronckhorst. The board would like to put on record sincere thanks to Gio for all his efforts since his appointment as manager. Arriving at the club just over a year ago, Gio led the club to a fifth European final and won the Scottish Cup last May. He also led the team to the club's first Champions League qualification in 12 years. Unfortunately, results and performances over recent months haven't met expectations and the decision was made today by the board to terminate the contract of the manager. The search for the new manager is now underway. Chairman Douglas Park commented, I want to thank Gio for the hard work he has put in over the last 12 months, and especially the achievements of taking the club to the Europa League final and winning the Scottish Cup last season. Unfortunately, recent results have not met neither nor, nor Gio's expectations, and we have taken this difficult decision today Everyone at Rangers wishes Gio success, every success in the future. Um, your reaction then to that, Stevie? Yeah, I mean, well, it confirms yeah. what we, we thought. Um, listen, you, you know what? I'm, I'm disappointed later. You know what? I'm, I'm shocked because of the way it's happened, but I am disappointed, Derek, because it, it means that that we've been, we've not done well enough, and that we yeah, are in yeah. this position. So, I don't take any satisfaction in it. I don't sit here and and, and say anything other. I'm really disappointed. Van Bronckers, a very nice guy. Yeah. He was very very good to deal with. Never dodged any of the the so called tough questions we put to him. Um, he's he's been very dignified, and 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 you know I I do feel bad in in terms of that. But ultimately, this is the right move for the club. And given, it just kind of echoes, I don't want to sit and repeat what I've said. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it kind of, you know, I, I do think that because of the length of time they've taken, we've taken a week now to make this decision. I think that they'll be fast to make an appointment. It's, it kind of points in a certain direction towards, you know, who, who I think will possibly come in. Um, so it's a big one. It's confirmed now, you know, and then there's plenty to discuss. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, I'm sorry, I'm kind of, I'm kind of starting in a wee bit here, Derek. No, yeah, your points, are, your, yeah, your, yeah. your point, your points are spot on, Stevie. Joshua, it has now been confirmed. Um, yeah. Stevie said it, it, he's saddened and uh, because it means that the Rangers, of course, are not performing, and, and it means a dismissal of that someone that, that was a, a really good ambassador for for the club. Um, but as Douglas Park said, and and that. Final line, that recent results have not met neither our nor Gio's expectations. That's the bottom line at the end of the day, isn't it? The results have been dreadful uh, yeah. and uh, that's why he's lost his job today. Uh, just touching on, on, on the question I posed to Stevie before I, I butted in there, what kind of replacement would you like to see coming into the club? That, would you like to see them go foreign again, perhaps? Or the ex-player route or uh, it has to be the best man for the job, really, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, as Stevie says, it's a, a, lot, a lot's happening, isn't it? Um, it certainly is. Wh which uh, route should they go down? Um, I think Rangers need to have a manager that, that has a really progressive style of play that can um, produce attacking football because to go back to why it's not worked for Van Bronckhorst, that's 
such a large part of, of the job remit. Um, the, the, the noises coming out about Van Bronckhorst getting sacked, obviously before the after the St. Johnston game, there was no kind of crisis talks. But I think after St. Mirren, it just became so apparent that it, it almost became apathetic, Derek. And what I mean by that is um, there was so much, I think, frustration at the position that Rangers were in. But because the manager did not seem to be under huge pressure because of the way he was talking, it didn't look like there was a realistic avenue out of that. But I think the statement there probably sums up the, the reality of the situation. The, the performance of the manager this season was not good enough. How many Rangers managers would survive those defeats in the Champions League? And yes, you can discuss the level of opposition that Rangers went up against. But as we've sat here and discussed many times, that was has been the same under Van Bronckhorst beforehand. So he couldn't, you know, play to the gallery and say he can't compete with teams um, as, as a sort of excuse for the performances one season when they when they did it uh, the season before. And then again, those two points in, in nine games, the, the most um, difficult situation for him was that he couldn't point to anything to say that, that this wasn't going to happen again. I remember right after the St. Johnston game that there was nothing to hold on to. There wasn't players that have improved. The performances, it wasn't as if Rangers were massively underperforming their expected goals or they'd been really unlucky or they'd played attacking football and just been caught in the break. They just weren't good enough domestically. Um, so that is the, I, I think it was the only option that could happen because it was going to be so hard to build the supporters' uh, trust. Again, in terms of who to go for, I mean, there's loads and loads of names and there are lots of exciting names. Um, some that excite me more than others, um, which obviously we'll have full kind of coverage of looking at over the next few days. But Rangers need someone, I think, yeah, progressive attack in football because of the the what they're going to come up against week in, week out domestically. Something that can excite other fans playing style-wise and obviously win week in, week out. So it's a tough gig, but um, there will be people out there and the board absolutely need to get this uh, decision right uh, based on you know the last 12 months domestically. Yeah, uh, lots of suggestions coming in in, in, the, in the comments here, folks. I'll, I'll get to a few of them. Mad Dog says, uh, my money is on Neil McCann and Kevin Thompson till the end of the season. Um, Shudy Turtle gets in touch. Go get, <laughs> go get Michael Bielan right now, he says. Um, of course, knock back an approach from Wolves uh, earlier on in the season to state QPR. Of course, he has that tie. He has been a coach at Ibrox before and was at Ibrox uh, recently as well. Remember uh, when he was back up the road, did meet uh, Stevie and a number of other uh, uh, Rangers uh, uh, Rangers supporters. Uh, I think he was in the Loudon, wasn't he? In the district bar and all that, mixing up with the fans. So he certainly hasn't lost his love for the, for the club. Um, Susie Sheep says, Marcello, Marcello Bielsa, no other option. Um, well, it's the football will certainly be entertaining. I think we would be opposed to that, Joshua. That that would certainly keep you and your on your toes if uh, Marcello was was to come up here. I would love Marcello to come up here, but I don't think he will. So let's not not get me too excited. But that would that would be fun. That would be attacking football. That yeah. be no no um, nothing held back. Jimmy, Jimmy Calderwood still ten up front sort of stuff. Um, but yeah. it would be, a bit uh, more football pedigree than Jimmy Calderwood. But I, I like the analogy, Eric. Yeah, uh, good Rangers man as well, uh, Jimmy, and I, and I hope he's well. I know he's been, he's been struggling lately, but uh, yeah. uh, John Campbell says, uh, get Kevin Musket in. Um, of course, he, he's doing well himself as a manager. As a player, he wasn't really highly rated at Ibrox when he came, was he? When he, he played for a season under, under Alex McLeish. Uh, get Knutson in, the, the, the Bodo Glimp manager. That's a name that I've heard mentioned uh, from yeah. several quarters. Um, 
I would pose question as to why he hasn't moved yet. Uh, he has been highly rated for some time. He's got his team playing some really fantastic stuff, but um, that's a name that, that Gareth Jones suggests in what about this one. Uh, Gattuso is manager. He would sort Morelos out. Uh, what would you say to that, Stevie? No. <laughs> so, listen, I like Nino Gattuso, but um, is he not... I thought he was at... Is he not at Valencia? Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I think Valencia the last so, time I... Yeah. And he was... Listen, he has been interested previously, um, but I don't think that, you know, General Gattuso is, is, is a realistic... Um, I'm trying to think of who would be nicest to me in the press conference. You know, Marcelo, <laughs> Marcelo Bielsa probably speaks better English, but... Um, I don't see I don't see that as being realistic. Look, I, I genuinely think we're going to be in the, the realms of Sean Dyche will be definitely be mentioned because of yeah, his links and his friendship with Ross Wilson. Yeah. Then you're looking at most likely being um in terms of Michael Beale. I think that Mick's Mick's an obvious candidate. Um and then you're looking at possibly Kevin Muscat as well. I think that's that's kind of where we are. You know, P Kevin Muscat, uh, a week ago I would have said to you, absolutely not, but I've, I've kind of looked into it a wee bit more and, and he's obviously done good things. It would be a risk. People talk about, you know, kind of like the Bodo Glimp manager nuts and, and, and stuff like that. I would be a bit unsure on that um, in terms of his style. I know that he's not doing well this season. Um a few players have moved on and then come back. They don't really seem to settle away. I would be kind of worried about a kind of Ronnie Dyla remake for us that would worry me. So I wouldn't be a I wouldn't be a huge fan of, of that. But yeah, it's going to be interesting in terms of, of where we go. I don't think any of them are, are terrible suggestions, but um I, I would I don't think some of them are realistic. We know good too, so I don't think we've got a, no. a chance. Although he would be <laughs> You know, imagine imagine some of the questions. You know, Reno, do you think the players are playing for you? I think I got a water bottle thrown at me. So, um, no, I'm not too sure that 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 would be that would be um, viable or not. But it certainly look. It's, it'll certainly give us something to talk about. I do think, and I, I repeat this again, I, I do think that they'll have and they'll know and they'll be given word. I don't think this board makes the same mistake as before, where there's there's nobody lined up. So. I think this will happen quite quickly, and I, I think it, it kind of points to to probably somebody that we've already mentioned and know. Yeah, um, I don't see it being a, a wide left kind of appointment in terms of here comes possibly like Bodo Glimp manager out out of out of you know out of that area. So, I, it's interesting. It's interesting, definitely. And Duncan Ferguson for me wouldn't be wouldn't be one either. So. You know, he would definitely. Slap I don't think he would come up through. either. Uh, I, I, I don't necessarily think he, he, he would come up, but who knows? I don't think um, got the experience for it either. Like in terms of, it's very much back to where we were with Gerard. So yeah, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be prepared. And and before anyone suggests it, Stephen Gerard, absolutely not. So his time is he's had his time. I don't think he would come back up here anyway. But that yeah. that was a definite no for me. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Um, Joshua, what, 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 would you go along with those lines? I was going to ask you about, about Gerard. I, I think that ship has sailed. Also, oh, the yeah. fact that he doesn't have Michael Beale and his coaching staff. I think it was a whole package when Gerard was up at Rangers uh, that worked. Um, I don't think Gerard on his own uh, is something that Rangers should be 
pursuing. Uh, other names, Ralph Hassentutel is, is another one, of course, recently lost his job at Southampton, has a relationship with Ross Wilson. It wouldn't be a surprise to see if he was one of the names uh, that, that were being discussed for uh, to, to replace Van Bronckhorst. I see a lot of comments saying David Martindale as well. Uh, now, I'm a big fan of David Martindale. I think he's done an absolutely sensational job at Livingston with the resources he has. However, managing Livingston and then managing Rangers is just it's a completely different ball game. Uh, I think it's too much of a jump uh, for that to happen. Um, Where do you stand on, on those sort of names? Yeah, well, we should actually just say as well, Derek, seeing as we're 40 minutes in and we've got so many people on, that you can uh, actually subscribe for a pound at the moment and get all, because we're going to have all this kind of, we're going to look at all these managers and we're going to have all of our opinions, uh, all coverage. There's too much coverage going on in my head to think what we're going to do, but you can subscribe. Uh, link it's in a the Black Friday offer. It's a Black, Black Friday, Friday offer, offer isn't you, it? A pound, a pound for Thank six you. months. What unbelievable, practically giving it away. Giving it away, yes. Yeah. So if you if you want to subscribe in the comments um, or in the description, click subscribe, just a pound uh, for six months. And yeah, we're going to have loads of, of content coming your way, a long read on what went wrong with some of the information, some details um, throughout uh, Van Bronco's year-long tenure, why it didn't work, obviously all um, of our opinions on it, who's going to be the next manager and why, looking at um, some possibilities um, and, and some possible managers and what strengths they may bring. I for, totally forgot what question you asked me, Derek. Was it? Yeah, was I, me, it? I, I mentioned some managerial man, managers' right. names, but uh, I like this comment from John Dooley, Joshua. He says, uh, Joshua Barry, uh, he, he wants you to take over. He's very tactically astute. He could be on Jose Mourinho. Don't think I could handle the pressure, John, but <laughs> thanks so much. You, you as my assistant, Derek, we get a, get a nice blend. Being quizzed um, by Stevie, no thanks. No, I know, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, the, you, you have to imagine that the board's the reason it has taken a week, um, as Stevie said at the top of the show, is because either they're quite far along with a potential candidate um, or they have a couple in mind. You'd imagine that they'd definitely speak to, to more than one uh, more than one person. Um, I, I don't think this will have been done. This decision will not have been made without a lot of work uh, having gone in in the last week to, to speak to potential candidates or outline who may be available, who may uh, be ready to come in. Hassan Hüttel, um the, the difficulty with people like Hassan Hüttel and Daesh obviously is the money that they were on in the yeah. Premier League. Um, I don't know off the top of my head, um, Hassan Hüttel, you know, obviously a, a pressing coach. I, I think you need a you need a coach first and foremost who's going to be able to to bring in, a, a, a who's going to be able to use the 70% of possession that Rangers get well. Um, and I think with Van Bronckhorst, we can say in hindsight that domestically, I don't think he he did that over time, especially after his his preseason, which allowed him to bed in um, those ideas. So when you're thinking about names like Daish and Hassan, who's Daish is someone who I think in the last uh, three months, as he's kind of started to do media rounds, um, has been on a bit of a mission to not yeah. reinvent himself, but do a bit of a PR campaign, which is understandable. Yeah. And I do think with Daish. A lot of the things he says and, and, and the ways he gets kind of pigeonholed is um, unfair. Um, I don't think he's the most progressive football coach in the world, but I also think it's not as if he's... Yeah, exactly. If you look at the, the resources he worked with, it's not as if he's... Um, uh, it's not as if he did a bad job, quite quite the opposite. He wouldn't be um, my first choice. Beale um, has the obvious attraction of knowing what it's like up here, knowing how to coach uh, progressive football. Um, the argument against that would be, is it a backward step? Um, 
you know, again, McBeal in the last few months has done a lot of interviews speaking about the end of his tenure at Rangers and just in the, the Curry Club one I was listening to last week, he obviously made those comments saying Celtic definitely wouldn't have come past Rangers. And depending on your viewpoint, either Rangers were coming out of a difficult period after the COVID and the Champions League um, exit, or they just hadn't refreshed enough. And, um, you know, I guess I guess we never know. Never know. Obviously, Beal's going to say one thing because he was um, because he was on that side of it. Musket have not looked that much. So this will, I think, be the next few days' task there yeah. to, to look through this. So, yeah, just, again, urge everyone to subscribe. Just um, £1 at the moment. Hopefully you like it and obviously supports our morning briefing work as well. Yeah, whoever comes in, Stevie, th- th- I mean, this what everyone. Th- th- the mood music was this was the right time to make uh, a, a judgment call on the manager, get someone else in. Um, he does have a number of weeks before the, the, the club returned to competitive action when Hibs come to Ibrooks in the 15th of December, I think you want a manager, like you say, I think it has taken a week um, for the uh, sort of a severance package, you'd imagine, to, to be uh, ironed out. Um, you'd hope that they have candidates in mind and discussions are taking place as we speak. I think it's key to get someone in pretty sharpish, do you? Yeah, um, they've given themselves, the players don't return until next week, so They've given themselves a, a wee bit of time in terms of, you know, they have a, a few working days. and It goes, look, I mean, I just don't think that they would do it and then and then suddenly be sitting there going, right, who are we going to get? I think this is all planned. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're going to know where they're going. I think they're going to have been given the, the heads up by potential targets to say, yes, you know, this is a possibility. So I think it'll happen quite quickly. I think we'll see a new manager in by you know the end of the week, certainly by 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 the weekend. So that that would be what I would predict on and you know given how long it's taken. So I, I just think that you know I I don't have any insight into this and to like who could come in or you know of what the board's thinking is so i can't say I, I don't want to give the impression that i'm sitting here with any knowledge i don't have any knowledge of the situation this is as much brand new information to me as it is to everybody else watching so people coming in or, or what they're doing i, I just have a, i just get the impression and, and most likely the hope that they know what they're doing and, and who's yeah. coming in is going to have been lined up i i think that points to somebody who's possibly out of job and that then, you know, it would make the likes of Dyche, et cetera, favourites for me. Joshua made a point on about money and what they were on. Stephen Gerrard was on, you know, a fair whack when he was at Liverpool, and that didn't bother him coming up here. So we, we might not be able to offer, you know, hundreds of thousands a week like these guys. I think somebody said to me, Sean Dyche was on six to eight million a year at Burnley. We're certainly not going to offer him that. You know, he might not even get that for a transfer fee. So it, it would be... For Sean Dyche, it would be the chance to get up here and and turn the club around and, and get them back on an even keel, get them back to, to challenging properly and, and becoming a normality in terms of, of titles and things like that. That's what yeah. Giovanni Van Bronker said. He had to make it a habit that this club are winning and challenging. That's what the new manager's remit is. He has to make Rangers, you know, he, he has to make us that he he has to turn us into you know the club that we want to be and that we believe we are you know at the moment we're not close to it so it's an interesting one 
Um, it's going to be, it's certainly going to be an interesting couple of days. Look, I, I have my favourites for the job. That's understandable. I'm sure everybody does, but yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting. Derek, nobody's, listen, you've been asking us all the questions this morning, Derek, so how about <laughs> we put it back on you? But <laughs> who would you like to, to see come in and, and how are you responding to this news this morning? Well, I'm like you, Stevie. I'm I'm a bit taken aback when when I we got wind of it early this morning. It took me by surprise. Um, it sort of steamrolled from there. Um, yeah, a bit of a shocker. Um, although understandable, I could see it happening at some point if it was either today or weeks down the line. I think it would ultimately end in the same way, which is disappointing because I do have a lot of time for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Uh, James Dalrymple says he put a super comment in. Thanks, James, for the support. Really appreciate that, buddy. Uh, he would like uh, uh, Knutson, the Bodo Glimp uh, manager, and it's certainly a name that, that's been uh, bandied a, around a lot. I can't... I'm like you, Steve. I don't think that would be the right appointment for me. Um, I go a long way. Stephen Payton, and he says, bring in Arteta. I think that is uh, achieved. <laughs> like well, Derek, on that... Bring uh, him David. home. David Edgar had a hilarious moment at our live show where, what was it, Stevie? Someone had emailed him saying, David, would you take Arteta? Bearing in mind, Arteta is top of the biggest league in the world with Arsenal. And I think David said... I'm not Rangers, though, Joshua. Yeah, true. He said, take him for what? Curry. Um, but I think it just shows you, obviously, the um, the allure of, of Rangers. Uh, I was just going to highlight uh, William Matheson's comment here, Derek, saying, how do I subscribe for one pound? Um, the link is in the description, uh, William. So if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, if you just go to the top just below the video, um, you can uh, access the link there. I'll also put it in the comments um, as well. So yeah, as I say, £1 for six months, all the content you could want at this time with a new manager. We'll have Stevie's opinion um, as ever, as well as our own and all the kind of content I've already outlined. So that's how you can access that, William. Yeah, absolutely. John Dooley says, do you rate uh, Domenico Tedesco? Of course, we remember him from managing RB Leipzig. He's looking for a job as well. I believe dismissed uh, from the Bundesliga side uh, uh, a good few weeks ago now. He's a, he's another name. Uh, listen, there's going to be a whole host of names being uh, linked with the job. It's a prestigious job. As Stevie said, uh, I don't think money is an issue for managers that are out of work at the moment. Rangers is a massive institution and, and managing a club like Rangers is certainly going to be attractive to a whole host of managers uh, out there. So, um, yeah, watch this space. We will have all the latest folks uh, from iBrooks. If anything materialises or happens uh, with regards to a new managerial appointment, uh, you'll hear it here first. Um, and, uh, yeah, just a, a reminder, the breaking news this morning is that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is no longer the Rangers manager. Um, he's been sacked just after a year in charge of the Ibrox club. And as Joshua quite rightly uh, mentioned as well, we've got that little, we've got the Black Friday offer on uh, just now. Uh, now's, the, now's the time to take advantage of it. Just a pound for six months worth of content. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. Uh, thanks as ever to Joshua and Stevie. Um, there'll be lots of content on the website coming from the both of them uh, today, tomorrow and, and all throughout the week. So even though there's no Rangers uh, in action, there's plenty of Rangers news to discuss, especially after today. Okay, folks, go and enjoy the rest of your Monday. We'll be back again tomorrow uh, if uh, nothing happens uh, before then. Um, so, yeah, we'll speak to you a little later on. Bye for now.